right, everybody, welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. It's me, Chris Denson, again. Um, hey, guys, in case you're tuning in for the first time ever, shame on you. Uh, but if you are a familiar listener, then you'll know that this show co- covers all things marketing, innovation, ideas, creativity. And uh, today, the ball does not stop. I'm here with the, uh, the mayor of of Maker City. Hello, Ava. Oh, hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ava Bromberg. Um, give us the, the 60 second version of, of who Ava Bromberg is. The 60 it's a fun name to say. Ava Bromberg. Ava Bromberg. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, me, me, me. I uh, am. Um, I'm, well, I can tell you what I make, right? I, I build creative habitats. So um, I am, I would say, part uh, urban planner. Entrepreneur, conceptual artist, but mostly um, function in building creative work environments um, and places that people want to spend time together. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of parts. Yeah. <laughs> equal parts. Maybe not. Yeah. Sometimes less than equal parts. 85%. Two things, right? <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I want to know about this all gender bathroom. Oh, uh, we have here at Maker City LA um, in. In uh, in the building, which is the eleventh floor of the Reef, um, a uh, we have ladies' rooms and men's rooms, and we have an all gender bathroom hmm. by request. That is, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and uh, all are welcome here. All are welcome in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, so I guess give us a, a little bit of insight on what uh, what is a maker city like? What because it, it it sounds great, you know, right. on paper and like. It, but as far as like, is it a city? Is it like, what yeah. what makes it a city? And what is a yeah. maker city? Oh, great. Well, I think um, uh, what makes a city in general, right, is a is a place that's diverse that has different types of people running into each other and um, living their lives and doing their work a maker city in this case which is uh, a 60,000 square foot environment in a building um, is a place that is organized to attract and support diverse types of creators in different types of fields Um, fashion technology fine art media um, and everything in between uh, and it's a place that has um, places for them to concentrate and focus on their own stuff, places to come together and enjoy each other, to mix, to have events. Um, and that's what this Maker City <laughs> is. So uh, when you make a Maker City, because um, the difference between a, a real city or a normal city mm-hmm. is that you're, you built it from scratch, essentially. Um, and in most like geographic locations like we're familiar with, it, it's just sort of a, you know, sort of a natural flocking of individuals to a certain thing, um, where this is highly curated, but also sought after if mm-hmm. I'm correct. Um, but how do you guys go about like making a cohesive unit out of the 60,000 square feet? And, right. Yeah. What was the process for sure, right? And so the fir- I walked you around the building before we st- we actually here today in the Maker City LA podcasting yes, studio. I feel I f- this is a comfortable uh, podcast studio. Oh, I got thank the lights down. This is this is great. This this project started with with a big idea. Um, the building had in it this it's an eight hundred sixty thousand square foot building that houses has continuously housed the gifts and home furnishing wholesale industry for 58 years and we wanted to build upon the strength of that but recognize that oh there's this empty floor here there's room to really think about how to bring that um bring that project in conversation with other things that are going on in los angeles right so um we we 
set an idea for Maker City that could say, all right, let's take this building from being just a place of commerce to a complete creative habitat where you could design, concept, prototype, as well as sell, exhibit, make media about new products and ideas. And that as a project um, began with a big idea, right? And with to say, okay, well, well, let's sort of lay out what the component parts are of that. And then let's start building the community around it, right? Yeah. Let's try to identify areas that we know people work in and are interested in. And these are people that don't want to work from home. They want to be around other people. Maybe they work for themselves. Maybe they work for a bigger company. But everybody wants to, like, not be – you don't want to work in your pajamas all the time, right? Well, I beg to differ. <laughs> so. I'm actually wearing my pajamas now. <laughs> I didn't know, if, didn't know if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and, I wear my pajamas everywhere. Gym, my daughter's school. It's embarrassing. Great. That's great. How old is she now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Kindergarten, right? It's okay. <laughs> um, so you know the 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 starting with a big idea, right? And saying, all right, well, let's let's make this a whole kind of complete ecosystem, right? As And then let's identify natural partners. Let's identify organizations that we like to work with, that we want to help support. Let's um, do things that kind of let people know that we're here and what we've done. And then let's make sure we refine what we have so that it's, you know, it's providing people with what they need, right? right. So this is, I mean, it was a very um, straightforward approach in that it's space and tools, right? If you, if you don't want to stay home and work in your pajamas and you want to come come out and you don't want to just be um, in one type of environment, you know, maybe you were on your computer all day long, but maybe you also want to work on a sewing machine. Maybe you want to make podcasts. Right. Maybe you want to shoot videos about what you create. Um, that Sounds like a long day. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> come get out your pajamas, get on the computers, <laughs> make a suit out of, out of thread and scratch. Right. <laughs> and so, the, so it was sort of pull those, pull those pieces together, do it in one place and see what happens. Right. right. It's sort of an experiment. And I think that the, you know, the uh, creative or creative project requires sort of experimentation with, with one's environment. And, you know, the, the f other piece of that puzzle is definitely like maker tools, right? right. Like um, the prototyping side, the like machines. And that was something that we couldn't, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't want to sort of go ahead and say, all right, we're going to like put a shop together and do this. But, you know, so part of what I looked for was organizations and um, groups that have that, that want to create that, that can bring that to right. to this environment and really take the project to um, its full expression as a place of, you know, many types of uh, making, creating, and uh, conversating. Um, why? Why? Like, why, like why, why does this exist, right? Because, I mean... These companies could exist anywhere, uh, right. seemingly, uh, you know, on their own. Why, like, put forth sixty thousand square feet worth of space and dedicate the time and energy mm -hmm. to building, you know, a, an ecosystem like mm -hmm. this? I mean, there's there's sort of two answers to that. One is sort of why why um, I, you know I I'm interested in experimenting with with um, building models that can sustain experimentation, right? So so taking um, this idea of how people use space and kind of what the basic units are of what they need and pulling that together in such a way that um, it can you can carve out room for the unknown, right? And so that's sort of an initial inspiration, you know, in, in trying to sort of model something that can be um, – 
be, start to influence the way we build our neighborhoods, the way we build our cities, right? So it's a, it's a, this is a, this is a, a function in a way of this, um, you know, sort of given this particular right. uh, envelope, this building, right? And it's sort of go figure it out. Like, how do we, how do we support the things that are already here? Create something that looks at the future of the city and makes it a place that's like interesting and attractive for other, you know, um, companies or individuals to come and locate themselves. So there's a sort of business answer, which is, you know, about the the kind of activation and transformation of an asset that need that was underutilized, right? The, right. A building, like a, you know, um, what would be a real estate project, right? Yep. A, um, a space project, but also to do that in a way that could bring um, bring something that doesn't exist to the table, right? There are tech spaces, there are media labs, there are fashion incubators, but what happens when you put them all together and they bump into each other on their way to the all-gender bathroom? It's like the real world. Right. Like what happens when you put all, mm-hmm. these, <laughs> all these individuals right. in a room? And, and, okay, so that's, that, I mean, that's the business story. answer of mm-hmm. why, yeah. you know, this exists. And, then, and, and along the business side, and maybe this is more civic-minded mm-hmm. on the business side, um, uh, how closely aligned are you guys with the city itself? Because it sounds mm-hmm. like you have this goal to like, hey, how can we redefine the future of mm-hmm. Los Angeles and how it operates? But I mean, you know, I, I like to do public scaled projects, right? Um, and I'm 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 trained um, both. You know, I was a sculptor first, I was a welder first, but I'm trained as an urban planner, um, right. and so I think now you're sculpting an entire city. <laughs> I came I came to the city, you know. Really, because I think it's a really exciting place that's unfinished, you know, and that has, you know, this incredible mix of diverse populations and ethnic groups. Like, you know, it's the manufacturing, uh, you know, um, center of the country. Um, It has this big cultural megaphone, you know, in Hollywood. Which is interesting because, you know, I I think a lot of people don't realize the... the, Gravitas. I don't, I've never mm-hmm. used that word before in my life, but it, mm-hmm. it felt right. Yeah. Uh, so forgive me if it was the wrong word. But, you know, I think there's a, I mean, obviously LA has a certain stigma outside of LA, right? If, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I grew up in Detroit, you grew up in New Jersey, mm-hmm. or the Dirty Jers, mm-hmm. Red the Man. Dirty and, that's right. Um, but, you know, you've, uh, there's this, this thinking that LA is Hollywood mm-hmm. and you don't realize like the level of manufacturing and museums and just other industries that exist here. It's so wonderfully like unknowable in a lot of ways. And it's also so, um, uh, like potent, right. Yeah. And, and there are, um, there are so many ingredients here. Right. right? And I think it's something that a lot of people don't, understand or know what the city is because they have just one idea of it but to be here and to kind of really like thread yourself through it you know even and even a lot of people who live here have yeah. have an, uh, a kind of um limited experience yeah the mics and, <laughs> whew, there we go, the mics are hot Ow. yeah just, i got a lot louder um um you know ha- there's so much um so many different kind of raw ingredients, right? And I think that it doesn't ha- it doesn't necessarily do a good job of presenting that tremendous um, potential, right, right, to the outside world. And I think that it's pe- people say like it's it's a difficult city to visit, but a great city to live in. 
And like, whereas New York's like a great city to visit, but a difficult city to live in, maybe? I don't know. I say the opposite for LA. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's like when I came here, because I actually came and stayed with a friend for a week, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'll make the move. And then when I got here, I was like, this place is gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I love that about it. Like, yeah. it takes, I mean, I've been here for 10 years. How long have you been here? Uh, longer than you. Okay. Like 12, okay. 13 years. You know, and, and I just, I just think it's a really, um, it's just, for me, it's a very like stimulating place. It's unfinished, right? right? And I love that unfinished quality. Right. So the your second answer mm-hmm. to um, why this thing exists is? Well, <laughs> my second answer is that, you know, uh, it's there's a there's a story in there, but um, we got time. I like it. this. Is, this is a storytelling show. This is a storytelling show. <laughs> you know, um, so I was. It's a like. There's a long and a short version. In the in the um, medium sized version, you know, I started out um, making stuff myself, and I became really interested in the way, you know. Like creativity becomes public. Like, how do people get access to art? Like, how does that even happen? And that was something that kind of got me interested in space, right? I became interested in space and cities at the same time. And I had this wonderful opportunity to travel and do research. And I was all over the world for a year, about uh, 12 years ago, 2002, 2003, um, looking at and visiting different types of creative communities and cities around the world. And, And this this sort of thread of energy and activity, like everywhere I went and people would sort of say, oh, you're interested in that? Go see my friend in Barcelona. Go see my friend in Madrid. Go see my friend in, you know, in Brussels Um, of people just wanting to create and take over um, some space for them to do their work, right? And to have, um, to explore, right? New ideas, to um, have meetings, to have discussions, to have workshops, right? And so... I got to learn from, you know, 50 years of other people's experiences kind of building those types of environments and then landed in Chicago and had the opportunity with some collaborators to build a storefront kind of experimental cultural center. It was called Mess Hall. And, you know, that was a really fabulous experience. And it was like, wow, like there is room for this type of this type of environment, this type of room in any any neighborhood could support it. right? Right. And and you know, kids that are, you know, growing up should be able to land in a place and be like, whoa, what is that? What, wait, what is that? You know, and have their minds blown and develop and experience their own, you know, what they want to create and find something they're passionate about and then be able to build, you know, this new world that we haven't even thought about yet. So, so what, like, long story short, what that meant was like, oh, well, if you're going to want to do projects like this, you have to understand how space gets made and you have to kind of be in a position to decide what the future of a building is going to be, right? right? Because, and it's another way to say that is to like control the real estate, right? But in practice, it also means, you know, being able to have a model where you can build and sustain that um, activity, like by choice. Right? Will the reef outgrow this building? Mm. I think um, the reef, um, the reef is this building, Right. And it's it's a it's the L.A. reef. Right. Is this building. But I think that, you know, the reef when functioning fully like a city when functioning kind of properly is an opportunity machine. Right. So it should be able to burst at the seams and it should be able to inspire things around it and it should spin things off into other directions. What we wanted to create here was a a center of gravity for people that are in Los Angeles that do all kinds of different things or that are coming to Los Angeles or exploring the place for them to just sort of start and figure out what it is um, that they you know can or want to create here. So surprisingly, this uh, the reef is not short for reefer. 
Right. Right. We just we discovered we discovered that earlier. Right. The the transformational <laughs> metaphor is in fact a coral reef. Right. A place that's teeming with life. Um. But you also talked about big fish and little fish in that mm-hmm. in that metaphor. You know, although you have a lot of new companies, are there like larger organizations that come and participate? Is that mm-hmm. some an area that you guys are looking to grow, or or is that not even you no know, absolutely a, a concern? Yeah. No. I think that's like a functioning ecosystem. Right. It has a little bit of of everything. Um. You know, General Assembly is here on the Maker City floor. Um, you know, Tech Shop, which you guys know what General Assembly is. I do know, yeah. Right? So it's a know General Assembly very well. So they, and know, if you guys don't know, look yeah. it up. It's pretty awesome if you want to learn coding yeah, or design. They're or, training, you know, back end and front end web developers. Yep. It's education, sort of like a disruptor in the higher education space. And they, you know, do a great job placing people in jobs who graduate from their programs. Um, you know, they're they're here on the floor. And actually we found that like educational institutions are a really nice fit. So um, that choose to kind of be here in that way. Um, uh, the Claremont Graduate University just made the reef their oh, wow. downtown campus. And so they're actually on the seventh floor. Um, and we have uh, tech shops, you know, coming here to the building. Um, and they build these 20,000 square foot Kind of maker and prototyping facilities with the wood shop, metal shop, CNC, laser cutters, 3D printers. How much printers. shop could a wood shop shop, shop if, if a, a wood, wood shop, shop could shop wood shop shop wood? <laughs> um, so you know, there's a couple of examples um, there, and then we've got companies that have been around for like 20 years that might not be like kind of big, you know, major. Um, institutional brands, but like somebody like Ryman Arts, which is an LA-based nonprofit that has been around for 20 years and, you know, runs programs, um, immersive programs with high school age youth that show talent in the fine arts and does like foundation stuff with them, drawing and painting and the right. like. So yeah. wouldn't, or like, would, would you ever entertain the idea of like a Pepsi, you know, uh-huh. to come in and, and I don't, I didn't even know what they would do, but like right. either take up residency here, which right. I think locally they've had like a developer space downtown, mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, but would you ever entertain like a, you know, a Pepsi or a, a McDonald's <laughs> or whatever to, and I, 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 it sounds yeah. like I'm hungry, no. but I'm not, I, I, I've eaten. <laughs> You're <all> right. <laughs> well, look, I mean, you know, again, this, this sort of the, the best expression, right? Like I said, of this building is this kind of pulsing, you know, um, uh, entity that has people doing all different types of things in it. Now, um, if if a, a large company wants to come in and take, you know, a, um, and put their offices here, you know, sure. Um, we also want to people to contribute to, we want people to choose to be here, right? Because they want to be part of an ecosystem, right? right? And, you know, that it, you ask a very important question about how you balance, you know, the um, kind of like bottom up spirit of creators, right, with the resources that other companies have and can can funnel into um, interesting programs, right? And so I think there's, you know, with it's not like you would say, oh no, you can't come in here. You know, we're open. We our, our philosophy. I mean, you have an all gender bathroom, so right. you should have an all brands <laughs> right. facility. We, we you know, <laughs> our main our main selection point is that we just you we we don't want people who are jerks. That's like our main. Is that why thing. I haven't been invited? No, you're here. <laughs> so far, you seem like a nice guy. Oh, good. Yeah, so far. You know, and and no, the idea that you have people who like want to be here, right? Because this is a project, like any space project, and like a city itself, right, is about people. Like it's only going to be as good as the people who are here. So, what brand they affiliate with, you know, is sort right. of secondary to whether or not they're here to kind of contribute, create value, do their work, and kind of engage and just be part of the. Right. So there's there's definitely like a, a certain expectation. As far as 
how anybody would come into this space and like, be, a, be a part of the community. I think people, especially at Maker City, people are sort of self-selecting in, right? right. And this is, you know, one floor of a very big building that is always, I think, going to be an, um, a collection point for that for that interest, right, of people to, um, um, you know, build and do programs together, right? So, yeah. What What are the rules? Because I, I can I can easily see you know people like knocking on each other's doors unexpectedly mm-hmm. or you know it, it, there mm-hmm. could be some social abnormalities that could happen right. but like you know is there like a rule book of do's and don'ts I mean there's a, a tip sheet there's a tip sheet I think so yeah I mean there's a you know there's a there's a team that runs Maker City right that's here that does an amazing job like making sure everybody's taken care of and also organizing events doing mixers finding partners that want to kind of do interesting things here so um so they certainly set the culture and like and help kind of retain that culture there's definitely like a rules you know like i said like don't be a jerk you know that's an important rule here yes. um and you know i think people it's it's so amazing because people just they they know how to behave, you know, they're, everybody's here to work, right? I don't, people, people are respectful to each other. And you know that like we've created social spaces so that you can socialize in, right? right. There's a cafe, people run into each other in the hallway on the way to the bathroom. Like, we try to model like, you know, saying hello and people are like friendly to each other. Right. And, and when you're curious, like you want to reach out when you, when you have time to reach out. So we just try to create moments where people can run into each other. But like, I don't know that it's, it's not really hard and fast rules or like it's a, it's a socialization, right? It's right. Sort of people self-selecting to be here because it makes sense for them because they like that it's affordable. They like that they've got a bunch of tools here and they like the people that are here. You know, we were, we were voted recently um, by um, LA, Los Angeles Magazine, the best co-working space in Los Angeles, which oh, wow. I think is like a tremendous testament to the, to the way that the culture has evolved over time, which was such a, you know, key part. I mean, this is a project that started with an empty floor, right, and and grows into an environment based on the people who come here and how they treat each other and what they do and when they collaborate and that type of thing. So that's awesome. Um, so we're in the midst of of Innovation Week mm-hmm. with an S in parentheses after right. a week because it's several weeks. Um, Shout out, I, I guess, Chris, shout out to Chris Rico. Shout out to Chris. That's such a cool name. Yeah, Chris Rico. I a mean, great name to say. Your name is fun to say. His <laughs> name is just cool. Yeah, Chris Rico. Rico. It sounds like his shirt is buttoned down like four yeah. buttons or unbuttoned <laughs> <laughs> four buttons. Chris Rico. Um, but no, like I, I don't know. What's your take on Innovation Week and Innovate LA mm-hmm. as far as like its importance? You know, I know there's some vision that it's becomes like a you know a gigantic festival and it already is pretty big i mean it's a hundred plus events over the course of what two three weeks mm-hmm. um but you know what's your take on it as far as it being an important piece of, of of los angeles culture well it's a big it's a huge testament to um chris's approach to this like when we talked about it some months ago that it's um reflects this diversity right of of um types of activities like that it, he wanted it to be more about more than tech right, right. and about um you know, I think it's always good in two ways, like to create these opportunities for groups working on totally different things to kind of come together and be like, oh, yeah, you haven't been over there. Well, go you know, go go to this place on in Culver City and go check it out and for this event. And so it creates a sort of communication platform right. for letting Los Angeles showcase what it does so well. Um, I think it also um, – yeah, I think it, it brings all those folks together. I mean, and I, 
you know, I also think it's just like a start, you know, it's this, all it does is like we we're saying earlier, you know, this is a big city with so much going on. And yeah. I think as a, actually as like a, um, uh, an artifact, like that website for the like, innovate.la website, yep. um, you know, when you look at the different types of things are going on, that's an amazing snapshot of what's going on in Los Angeles right now. Um, you know, and, and your question about sort of the city or like, you know, how, how you connect you know, an idea about LA reaching its potential with all the different individuals and groups and businesses that are trying to um, do their work here. I mean, this is a place people come to invent things. You know, it's, yeah. I always say it's like an extre- it's the extreme edge of like one of the most extreme societies that's ever existed. And people come here because they, you know, they feel it's a place that supports wacky, weird ideas. Yeah, just so, walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, and I think that that starts to thankfully spill in all these different directions. So I think that's a, it's a great artifact yeah. and a great opportunity for people to start meeting each other and connecting and seeing what they can create together. Um, and also, I mean, it's a lofty goal, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I think this is in most major metropolitan areas, you know, you've got neighborhoods and communities all around and to try to unify them sometimes mm-hmm. is difficult, right? So, you know, in the lines, or maybe whether it's your purview uh, from Maker City or from Innovate LA, um, how do you like what's the best way to cross communicate and cross pollinate and, and make it feel like a cohesive? gigantic metropolitan area versus like, oh, this is a cool thing in Pasadena. Right. And this is cool over here too. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I guess um, that's a, it's a it's a great question. It's a tough question. You know, I think it's – but I believe in like bringing people physically together, you right. know, creating places for them to assemble and like kind of mix around. So when I look at the reef, I look at the whole broader basin, you know, of the Los Angeles region. I'm like, all right, well, we're equidistant between like Van Nuys and Pasadena and Culver City and like – Irvine down there and so you, th- you can think about like the broader region or you could think about your neighborhood you could think about how these things connect so I mean I guess like you know I think it's important to find um, and create opportunities for, for people to kind of actually physically kind of be together right um, but how you do I mean it's such a big question I mean what do you think like, I don't know you- I, well, I, I, well, I, my, well as you were speaking I was thinking about like creating a draw if you look at Maker City as sort of a beacon mm-hmm. right there's a gigantic chair outside mm-hmm. like was it like a, a five story wooden yeah, it's like, chair it's like a 40 foot um, yeah, wooden chair, yeah. <laughs> so but like it is it's a spectacle in and of itself and mm-hmm. like and you know when I see the level of programming that you guys have for the public to come in mm-hmm. and be together physically and, mm-hmm. and do those sorts of things I think you create whatever best in class moments that you can right. that people will want to make the trek for through rush hour traffic or right. on the 405 well or, and we're on the expo line and we're on the blue line like we're super well connected when you kind of zoom out and look at like how it is to get here and right. we're right off the 10 and the 110 freeway so we're kind of in the central spot and all of those were things that we considered you so know, you have you no excuse this. if you can that's right you can get here people um and and we try to make it easy and we try to give you a reason to do it. And we also have this big, I showed you our big kind of trade show division. So there's LA Mart, Maker City LA, and then Magic Box, which is our whole kind of trade show component that make up the reef. And that's the, like, um, large-scale, like, event part. Right. So we do, like, enormous 
Um, in the bar mitzvah party room. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and there's all of these these um, different categories, right? You have technology, artisanal foods, fine art, photography, menswear, you know, vintage clothing, like, and it, they, they're at the cat con. I mean, there's there's an incredible collection of like. Is, it, like, is cat con literally a cat conference? Like cat related products. <laughs> I mean, like, and so everybody uh, is welcome to come up with an idea for I'm a allergic. show, and we can do. It. There were there were I don't think there were cats. There were just there was an adoption center, but not really a lot of cats. Just cat stuff. But just the idea that you have these. You know, we live in a time with all these amazing kind of communities of um, interest. Yeah. Right. That are not geographically connected to each other. You know, but want to come together and they find well, each I think, other. I think when you, you know, because we, we have a lot of business people that listen to our show mm-hmm. and like we've had people on from Adidas and from L'Oreal and mm-hmm. just like, you know, state corporations who do a great job at, uh, at innovating. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same time, there is a certain level of thinking about, you know, focus. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's some this could feel overwhelming to someone to go like, oh, well, what what do I do there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not the right person to come in and be a part of it. But it's also a value to those people as well. So, you know, how do you go about communicating the value proposition of this sort of ADD building <laughs> where there's so much going on mm-hmm. and they should be a part of it? Well, I think that there's, you know, there's different um, audiences for each specific Activity, right? So Maker City, you know, Maker City LA has its community of um, what, about 6,000, you know, people who get a newsletter from us that we kind of reach out to. And so I think there's a sort of targeted component, right, of like, oh, I want to touch this type of person. I want to partner with. We try to partner with, you know, organizations and individuals and kind of bring them in. But, you know, I think it's it's part of the concept for the project, right, was that you'd have all of these multiplicitous ways of engaging good with word them. multiplicitous that's is that's it a, a word one. though i don't know but right. it's, <laughs> you should you see now you, you you went you went one step too far you know you should have just stopped at the yes like yeah it's a <laughs> yes, word, a word. Now, now it's a word sniglets right oh, i love sniglets mm, yes oh. yeah me too i oh, will go back to that later <laughs> but you know i think that we you want to have a sense where like yeah everybody's welcome here but there's um you find that there's communities of interest, and you know this as as a as a marketer, or developer of of product. You know, fantastic that, things of fantastic things that you know you want to know. You want to be focused about what it is you're trying to accomplish or who you're trying to talk to. But we also, I think, what's fun about this project is that there's room for all of that to happen here. Right. So it's more like the message is, hey, everybody, like if you need space to do your thing. There's space here, you know. There, right. If you if you um, you need to do an offsite like retreat, and you just want to kind of be in this environment and get all your people thinking about different things or wandering around, you can do that. If you want to kind of have somebody, you know, do a training. I mean, I think it's yeah. I'm not. I'm, if, tell me if I'm not answering your question. No, but, no, this is great. Know, I think that that's a um, an approach to just keeping it weird, right? Keeping that, it weird. That. Um, I don't know about you, but like I want to, I want to live in a city. I love one of the things I love about LA, and like I want to live in a city, and I want to work in a place where <clears throat> unexpected things happen. Yeah, right. And I think that you know it's it's a responsibility of those who kind of invent or create products, and that they want everybody to buy. To also, I mean, there's such an opportunity here, and um, with uh, with the sort of budding, I think about the youth, right, in the youth yeah. market, or you call them the youth market, or call them the future. Right or, or just punks, or just you know, just like, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to agree with me. That that there's like 
every there's always an opportunity to to take what would otherwise be like a thing of like selling to someone into a invitation yeah. for them to make make um what they think yeah well it's also like i, I keep thinking about the the idea of collaboration versus competition right like no nowhere in this conversation so far have you talked about like any sort of opposing you mm-hmm. know forces and i think that's inter- you know that's an interesting just thought around the best in class innovation is about collaboration mm-hmm. right and kind of like oh you know both things rise to the top as opposed to like one forcing the other to sink um right yeah and that's a new paradigm excuse the word that's okay Um, you already did multiplicitous yeah we did um that of of business right or of you know and i think it's just still like early days in a lot of ways where you try to create a culture that supports mentorship generosity sharing like you have to really that's an effort to do that um and this idea and i think you see it happening that you know um uh, it because it, I guess it, I guess it starts to cross over between you know what are we trying to do here like what's our goal mm-hmm. as a society like if we want to just like sell stuff to people you know that's certainly we're real good at yeah. at figuring out how to do that but if we want to kind of expand their idea of what they think is possible and engage them in creating the future then we might like develop a totally different set of tools um, for them in their neighborhood in the way we you know edu- I mean, we, you know our education system is still kind of organized around. Um, you know, factory and agriculture. Right. And we have this like tremendous innovation economy. And you hear people say that like in, I don't forget how many years it is. There's like, oh God, I wish I knew the statistic, but like there's going to be like, like millions of jobs that don't even exist yet. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Or do you know it? I don't. Yeah, but I, that I, one. Yeah. Your listeners you just threw me it. under the bus. Right. No, <laughs> you don't know it, do you, Chris? <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. But, um, you know, this, this, um, opportunity to really like unlock the potential of, you know, a whole like generation and generations to come in term and, and to, to invite them to participate. Right. And I think that, you know, the, the, um, the, I work in physical space, right? So, right. so, but that reflects on things that are happening in the world of business, right. And things that are happening in, um, the internet, right? And in like <laughs> access of <laughs> the internet. <laughs> the internet, right? Things that um, you know, we have new infrastructures, right? right? With to for people I mean there's it's a this is a show for other people who to talk about how that's just totally transformed um transformed the the worlds of like creation and business. But you know, I just think that there's this opportunity to build um uh, capacity, yeah. you know, in in young people or people that are just like oh, shit. What do I? Excuse me. That's shoot. True. What do I? You I've know, said worse. What do I do? What do I do now? Like my, you know, my company I used to work for is like no longer uh, exists. Right. My right. my job is obsolete. How do I enter the workforce? How do I become a contributor? You know, in an economy that um, is still like creating um, new ideas about what it's going to be. And it's not just apps, right? Yeah. It's not just like going to be in the phone. It's going to be all kinds of things that we haven't thought of around um, actual physical products, right? Around, you know, technological innovations around, you know, and this is to back to your point about uh, innovation week. It's like, right. what a cool survey of, you know, what's out there, what's out there. And, yeah. and it became, it went from innovation week to innovation weeks because there's so much going on in LA. Right. Right. And so that's a testament to this moment in the city right now. Will you get to every event? No, not um, even close. So is all this stuff, 
LA hippie dippy beach talk? Or does it, or does it mm-hmm. apply to other areas? Like we, you, yeah. when we talked on the phone, you were in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, does this model work mm-hmm. in other, you know, cities right. that are not LA? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so. You know, it's, I want to make sure that what I say to you comes across as very concrete and real. <laughs> um, the it can be I, theoretical. <laughs> no, we think on the, we 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 brainstorm it's, on this. I mean, I think it's both, right? And and it's it should be theoretical. But it's like theory, like from practice, right? From doing it. Yes. Um. Yes, the answer is yes, and I think that you know every city. The way I do a project is, you know, there's there's two different ways, right? You can be given a building and say, hey, like figure out how to make this thing interesting and relevant in this environment. And that involves right. talking to people, surveying the landscape, understanding what's going around, like dynamics that are quite complex, right, about the area that it finds itself. The how long, how much legwork is that? Is that like a month? Is that you go uh, down there for a week or you like what's the what's the research phase? Uh, of, I mean, of in, this? Th- in this project, the research phase was like four months, Okay, you know, and then it's like you do strategy and for another couple months and then, you know, then you're doing implementation plans and then you're executing you're like, let's wing it you know no you're like, you're like this is what we're gonna do this is that's you know, great. this is the budget yeah. this is the program let's go right so that's a that's like a probably like a year but it can be done fast or slow you know sure. and in different different cities different projects different environments like hey do we need to who are we partnering with like is this is this the city on this building you know is this a private entity uh, who's in the area so anyway that's like process question but um so so there's a situation where you're given a building, right? And then there's like, hey, we have this idea. Let's go find the best place to do it, right? right. That's another way to approach it is like, okay, we got the model. We know it works. We want to be here in the city. And, you know, let's in, I don't know, pick another city. Um, Lansing, no, Detroit, you know. I went to Michigan State. You can say Lansing. <laughs> Number two, NCAA. <laughs> yep. What's the mascot? Uh, Spartans. Okay. I've actually had Coach Harlan Barnett as a guest on the show. Hey. When they won the hundredth Rose Bowl. Ooh. See, that's what we do. Fabulous. But so, uh, all right. Let's so, so let's take a city like Lansing. Lansing, right? But I should pick one that I've been to, right? Or even just you know, it's just this idea. Like I think we've done it in Los Angeles in two places. We have a project in Atwater Village called right. Atwater Crossing. We've got the reef. Like Atwater Crossing is a neighborhood scaled project. It's like a hundred thousand square feet. It's single story. Like industrial properties along a train track, it's, it's, um, you know, it's in a residential neighborhood. You know, this project is kind of here in um, at the edge of downtown in Los Angeles. So anyway, yes, you can do it everywhere. Each you have to find, you have to decide which way you're going in, right? And mm-hmm. you there is definitely like a method. But I think from a theoretical perspective, and I believe that many neighborhoods can support. Um, uh, these rooms, right? Whether they're like tiny environments that right. where you just have like networked programming, people that are coming into town and can blow people's minds, right? And talk about what they do. Right. Or whether you have a large, you know, it's 600 square foot room or you have a large scale project where people are working every day. Either way, there just has to be a functional kind of economy and business model that supports it, right? And that, and I, in my experience, there, because every city has people ready to work and wanting to be together, you can do, um, you can do these projects. Yeah. Just the question of scale, right? The question of, is it, how big is it? And, um, and there's a lot of room. Uh, and I would say that I'm, I'm very early in, I say like five years into a 30 year project or maybe 15 years into a 40 year project, depending, uh, to develop that model in a way that, um, can actually start to innovate with like how we think about, um, uh, 
you know, real estate, right? right? There's not, there's like very basic ideas, but there's room to really like invent, um, ways to create projects that people participate in and anchor and then, you know, own a piece of. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you're at a great like nexus, uh, you know, speaking of that ownership part of it, is that part of the business model? Like does maker participate in any development of the companies that come? Uh, come yeah. In? Not, not at this time. Like right. this is really, again, like space and tools was our sure. initial focus. Um, and what we try to do is that we attract certainly other companies that do that, right? There's people here that, that are running incubators and they want to be here because they want access to the tools in the space and the talent right. and the random and specific things that are here. Um, you know, but there's definitely, um, yeah. So, I mean, other, other, studios right that build a podcasting studio like the one we're in or the media lab that's here right um will let people use it for free but they kind of make money off of them in other ways or they own a piece of their business or their content and this was a way of saying hey everybody like come to your own thing right so that's not part of this model but that's a it's um uh i think there's other ways you talk about this like you know being um part of the way along in a 30 40 year project Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go in the reverse direction uh what did little ava want to be when (laughs) when she was just a a tiny tot in new jersey well i remember being like five and being like okay i want to be a chef a teacher um and i want you know and an artist and like i had all these things i wanted to be and a doctor and you know eventually over time um well like i started to tell the story a little bit earlier you know i my grandfather taught me how to weld when I was like 17 oh, wow. in the Sears parking lot. That's a little known fact. What were um, you welding in a Sears parking lot? We sounds like a, a B&E, if you ask what's me. What's a B&E? Breaking in and entering. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it nighttime? <laughs> no, it was daytime. It was a Sunday, so like okay. nobody was there. The welders on the back of the truck, and I pull up. Um, we were welding junk for the most part. Like we'd go to the junkyard and find stuff. I was like making sculptures, and he was just showing me how to use the tools. And I kind of loved it, and I loved the material. Yeah. And then, and then I was trying to like look for inspiration. I wandered around the library and I found like this book on, uh, it was a Hiboshina survey of Japanese art and I'd never seen anything like it. I'm like, and I went to the guy who taught me how to draw, like this mentor of mine. I'm like, oh my God, like, what is this? And he said, well, if you want to know why you're so fascinated, you should study the language and go there. You know, so I did that, you know, and I just sort of followed my curiosity. Right. Uh, and so I, I studied Japanese in college and I lived in Japan in 2000. And that was the place where I realized the material I was most interested in was space. Like the way that it shaped how people treated each other, you know, the way the language developed, yeah, and and also like the city, right, um, as a as a kind of fabric or a or material. Um, anyway, follow that down and kind of yeah. connects to where I left the story previously, which was looking at you know how people. Well, how, so how do you merge this idea of like, well, I want to explore my curiosity. How do I make how do I make it my extension of my artistic practice to create environments where other people can explore their own. Right. Yeah. And so I got into space. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, I think this is going to work. You know, I've seen it work. Um, now we have to build a business model that's very, you know, grounded in like, like intelligent, <clears throat> um, you know, real estate. I mean, it's a very, you know, it's a very like old idea. Right. You know, um, you own something and then you find a way people pay f- to, for pieces of it and et cetera. So using a, a very traditional model to start to make room for um, experimentation. So I guess little Ava um, and big Ava, like try <laughs> to always pursue like, you know, you well, you, you entertain your curiosity and yeah. a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of people are hesitant because especially if it's, you know, a little bit too, if they feel like it's a little bit too artistic or too mm-hmm. left field or too off the beaten path and it's insecure, you know, to yeah. say, 
okay, oh, I will go to Japan, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's that that is a you know that's a personality thing. I mean, everybody can do it, but the, you were naturally inclined to yeah. say, all right, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll go. I was adventurous, you know, yeah. still adventurous, but yeah. I think it's you know not not everybody's that way. But I felt like. Um, it was part of a sense. I had a sense of responsibility to pursue my own kind of curiosity and to see where it went, right. and then to try to create something that could, you know, um, you know, hopefully other people find useful. I mean, I think it's more of a it's a it's a little bit of a service mentality, yeah. even within like a being of service in that sense. You know, even within you know pursuing. Because I was like, well, I'm not going to sit and draw. Like I love to draw. You know, I right. just, I haven't had a studio practice in like over a decade, um, but I took that same sort of discipline and, um, you know, idea about problem solving to making, you know, these kinds yeah. of environments. And I have a lot of fun. Well, I think the, the poeticism of it all, too, is that you're, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, uh, but this idea of inviting people to explore their own curiosities. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing, I mean, although this can be replicated in, you know, Dozens, if not hundreds, of cities around the world, and it already it has in some in some ways. Um, the thing that's unique to LA is the fact that so many people, so many creative people, have flocked here. For, they follow their curiosity to be here, mm -hmm. right? And that's that in and of itself is an interesting mix, right? You're New Jersey, yeah. Detroit, we're having a conversation right. in the middle of downtown Los right. Angeles, right? Right. Well, and it's part of why you want to make a big like this is such a great opportunity to like to create a, a hub, right? And mm -hmm. I want folks who are in other cities to know that they can come here and land, right? And explore LA and get their work done, whether they're in, like we said, Lansing or Chattanooga, right? Or, um, you know, just internationally. And they're like, want Timbuktu. to see what Timbuktu, what's LA about? Let me go check it out. Um, yeah, you want to be able to, to, to do that. And you can also do it in smaller ways um, in other places. Like you can, you can. So the show is called Innovation Crush. Mm -hmm. um, you've probably seen a lot. Uh, what are some things out in the world that you see that you've been crushing on? Could be here, could be elsewhere. Um, yeah. Could be looking right at you at this very <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, I So I just came back from Chattanooga when we spoke on the phone last week um, and was there for... Is the, Chattanooga Choo Choo a real thing? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it was the train. Okay. It's the train, now it's the train station and the train station, I think they're doing, they're turning into like a place to live or something. Um, it's the old train station. But yeah, I saw it. I, I think was they're like, called oh, hobos. It's a thing. Huh? I think they're called hobos. <laughs> hobos <laughs> live on trains. Well, no, like in the rooms <laughs> or the station. Well, anyway, I didn't get to go there as part of the trip, but I was part of this little conference um, which came together because of the... It's a gig city, a gigabyte city. Mm -hmm. um, so they have like gigabyte kind of up and down internet infrastructure. Yeah, they have like the, the fastest internet in the in, country. Yeah. I know for sure, but mm -hmm. maybe. The first like a, one, yeah. 600 square miles. Like it's also provided by the utility, right? So it's like it's, it would be imagine if DWP was able to also provide you internet. Yes. Right, instead of like the other, so there's a innovate lot of LA. Hey. Shout out to Chris Rico and Peter Marks. Hey, everybody. Get them to do it. So there's all this. Um, so there was so, so that was just really interesting also to see how the partnership came together between a public utility, you know, um, kind of city leadership and um, like private foundations right. that were interested in saying, all right, well, how do we do this? But anyway, at the comp, so that was that was cool. I was kind of crushing out on that as a as an idea of you know you want I always want to see people collaborate, work together, get shit done faster. Excuse me, stuff done faster. And um, but there was this, these two guys there, there were a bunch of great people there. But there was this these two guys are from. Um, from um, Canada, from French, French Canada, from uh, Boo. No, I'm kidding. From uh, from Montreal and Quebec City, um, with this thing called IO Theater, 
um, that they have. This is sort of immersive public space projects huh. of um, like, you know, this sort of public art, but interactive. I'm not going to do justice, but people should look it up. Um, and so they're working on these like interesting programs that kind of network people together in physical space mm. with their devices and kind of in the way that they collect information, but also allow um, for uh, people to contr- to like change and control the environment around them colors music sound like they have this one project where you can be in a park and hear a symphony Mm -hmm. you know by walking to different areas and like it triggers the physical environment so there's really cool sort of i didn't mean to boo canada i I take that back yeah take it back i love canada take it back what's the name what's so what's the name of the 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 guys the project io theater uh vincent and jonathan i have to look up their last names but io theater pretty good um and um io theater and then i think there are other companies called saga s-a-g-a and so anyway so they were awesome and then i also met um this woman who's one of the founders of the renaissance arts academy here because we were doing it was a table on education and um her name is sydney and that's a chart like one charter school it's been around for a long time and i actually really loved her definition of creativity which is which was um uh is the ability to experiment with your environment with your environment to solve problems oh i like that i like that too so that was kind of a... Um, it's like uh, a double crush. Well, that was kind of a, also a head start on the next question. Okay. Um, complete this phrase for me. Mm-hmm. Innovation to me is... Yeah, it is a head start on that next question. Because I would say innovation to me is the product, right, of of experimenting with your environment to solve real problems. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. No, so this fun. Was, yeah, this was fun. Um, so where can people find you? Where can they find more information about the reef? And Yeah. Uh, well, um, the best way to find me is to call me and All right. email me. I'm like totally... Three, two, three. <laughs> no, not quite, but... Five, five, five. <laughs> um, on the reef. Uh, and I want to say, like, you know, the, the reef is... Like, the reef website, the-reef.com. And through there, you can go to Maker City LA, LA Mart, Magic Box. You can also find me. Um, through that website, um, I have an Instagram account. I don't use all that much because, uh, but it's called. What was the last picture you posted? Oh, it might have been. Um, Please say it was CatCon. It was not. No, oh. it was like I think it was like a like a boat that had washed up on the shore at Marina del Rey, or like a kind of like lens on this corner of a room I was taking apart that had like all these years worth of layers of paint. People were like, "Is that a painting?" I'm like, no, it's a room. So one of those two <laughs> things. Um, so yeah, that's the best way to the. So that's at space making. At but, space making. But Got I it. don't, you know, I should, maybe I well, should Well, now that more. you've said it, now I you have to keep it up. Stuff. You should get, at least get a dozen up. Okay. Okay. A dozen new photos. That's your, that's your yeah. challenge. But I want, I love meeting new people. I love hearing about what's going on in other cities. I want to know, you know, interesting stuff that, like interesting projects that we can connect with, that we can bring people here, we can go visit. Um, and, and I want to, you know, help create other really awesome centers a little bromberg sauce on 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 everything (laughs) um well thank you for joining us this has been awesome everyone this has been another installment of innovation crush and we will talk to you next time